Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Welcome back to part two of this Learn the Share Market Basics, part number five, part two. It gets a bit tongue-tied now. I hope you've enjoyed part one. Um, and uh, now please listen to part two. By a gentleman called Dale Gatherham Goss, and it's called uh, Wealth Magic. And what it is, it's uh, the book. You can go to his website, just type in Gatherham Goss. Um, wealth Magic is all about, oh, sorry, not Wealth Magic, Trust Magic. That's, I've got to get it right. Well, I've got wealth on my brain because that's our name. Um, Trust Magic. Um, and it's not necessarily a cheap book, but it goes through all this stuff for companies and family trusts for investors, and it's very much from an investor's point of view. Um, and an excellent book for, for you to read if you're getting into that. You know, you're wanting to set up, uh, you know, say you're in your, coming to the end of your working life and you want to set up, set yourself up for the future or, you know, maybe you're starting up. Where's it, where is it worth setting up a family trust? So um, very good book, as I said, to, to go and read. We'll go on to probably some really simple things at the moment uh, before I finish up. Um, a contract note. When you buy and sell a share, now we've talked about it on earlier, when you go and buy a share, a share on or sell a share on the share market, you've got to use a broker. Um, with that broker, they also, um, you have to go set up a chess agreement with a broker. And a chess agreement, really, in, in simple terms, it's a bank account, in theory, run by uh, the ASX. It's a system set up by the ASX. Now, CHESS is an acronym for Clearinghouse Electronic Subregister System. Now, the Clearinghouse is really the ASX. So, what they do is you buy some shares, let's say in BHP, and that goes onto this central register, which is this CHESS number. So, those so your BHP shares will be linked to this CHESS number, which is your number. And it's also you have holder numbers or holder identification numbers, which the BHPs. Um, registrar holds so they know they're your shares now what chess do is they send you out a statement saying you've got this many bhp shares now what that means is you can go to another broker and say here's my chest number and then transfer those shares to this other broker uh, so to trade through those other brokers it's, it's a real way it's actually replaced the whole system that we used to have which was paper um share certificates and some of the um, more mature people listening to this will remember those paper share certificates where your shares um, from the registrar of the company like for example BHP again if you bought shares in them they would send you out a piece of paper saying you own this many BHP shares if you bought some more you get another piece of paper for the next parcel and if you bought BHP shares every year you might have dozens of these pieces of paper chess has replaced all of that and it just keeps adding up onto your chess statement how many BHP shares you've got and every time you buy or sell, it will send you a new update of what you own um, on that particular stock. And you can find that out pretty simple. But Chess, as I said, is an acronym. It's run by the ASX. And part of your brokerage money that you pay the broker goes to funding Chess. And that's really how that works. When you buy a seller share, you actually get a contract note. And a contract note is for buying or selling. And it's a written document from the broker confirming the transaction between yourself and whoever's selling the share so uh, so when you buy or sell it'll come out and it'll say that piece of paper will be like your receipt uh, it'll tell you how much brokerage you've paid uh, how many shares you buy the total uh, cost of those shares that you've bought or the total remuneration back to you of what that was 
So you've got a whole list of all of it. Now, contract notes you really do need to keep. They're very important documents that you need to file away in a nice place. So they'll 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 talk about the type of share, the share, the name of the share, everything on that piece. You'll be your chest number will be on there, and also your holder identification number will be on there. And your holder identification number is is links back to the registrar of the company. But keep those contract notes. Quite often nowadays they just come electronically to your email address. So when if you go online with Comsec or eTrade or whoever it is. They'll just email you the contract note. You need to check those. Please do that. Um, every time you buy and sell, please check what you've bought and sold. Now, the really critical thing is to check the name of the company that you've bought or sold, especially buying, because you can't you can't you can't sell a company they don't have. Um, but if you're buying a share, make sure you bought the right company, because sometimes some of these, with having um, three-letter codes that you put into the, the your stockbroking systems. You know, you can sometimes type a wrong code or transpose it, especially like me, I'm left-handed, sometimes I transpose things. So instead of being CSL, it could be CLS. And I, I think I'm buying one share, but I'm not. And you need to check those as soon as you get them so that you can go back to the broker and say, oh no, I've made a mistake, can we fix all that? Uh, you don't want to buy a company that you don't really, really want. So check the code, check how many shares you've bought, check the total amount that you've paid for those shares, um, check your brokerage, check all that. It only takes a couple of minutes to do that, but it's really, really important because I find, found people that haven't checked them and they've ended up selling, buying more shares than they wanted or um, not sold shares or not sold all the shares that they want or bought comp uh, shares in the wrong companies. So please check your contact notes and keep them. Uh, and I'd use a pen, tick off all those little areas that we talked about, making sure that you've got what you want. Um, probably just to finish off at the moment, I'll talk a little bit about... Um, diversification because this is one of the things that I find is not widely misunderstood but there's lots of different variations on diversification depending on who you're talking to now obviously people who read my book how to beat the managed funds by 20% will know that I talk about diversification in terms of risk which is really what it's about um, everybody will agree diversification is about spreading risk and I haven't had anybody that's not agreed to that but what is risk and how can you minimize that risk or diversify that risk and really in the simplest form diversification is spreading your investments over a wide variety of categories to reduce your risk now you can reduce your risk by investing in different countries if you like or different asset classes like shares property um, cash um, businesses whatever you like so in my book I talk about 8 to 12 shares within the share market now I was only um, on a radio show last week and we talked about, or somebody talked about diversification and diversifying into overseas shares through iShares. Um, and I said, well, why is that diversification? And sometimes they think, well, the more companies you can have exposure to, that's more diversified. But it doesn't necessarily mean you have less risk. And that's where they don't bring that into it. And so to me, it's about if you diversify, you diversify to, to reduce your risk. There's a point in time where you can't reduce your risk any further. So why keep diversifying? when you continually diversify what you do is you reduce your ability to profit and that's one thing I'm not going to share with you on this and and uh, for those people who've read my book you'll understand what I'm talking about um, for others you know I've done plenty of podcasts on diversification as well but pretty much there's uh, there's two types of risk one is systemic risk and one is specific risk and what I talk about is you can't diversify systemic risk or risk of the system or risk of a market but you can reduce your specific risk so um, for those who haven't read my book please uh, go and grab yourself a copy and uh, have a read of it i'll leave this podcast with you otherwise it'll be an hour and a half long um, 
let this sit with you. Um, as I said um, on plenty of these podcasts, if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, uh, if you're new to the share market and you go, hey, can you talk about this or how do I do this or you know, why does the industry do this, please send us an email through to info at wealthwithin.com.au. Really happy to help you guys out and, and teach you whatever we need to know as far as helping you out to understanding the marketplace. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed this series or you are enjoying the series. I've got more to go. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 Share Trade.